We did it. We made it. We made it to Friday. It's Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We're also on the My Talk app. We're also on the old fashioned radio. And we've made it, ladies. We're here on the radio. Whoa, she's back. Oh, you guys. Okay. You guys, you guys, guys you gotta listen talk. Listen up. Turn oh. up the ra- turn up the radio. Pull up whatever bar stool or lawn chair or walk faster. <laughs> I love that. Do a squat. <laughs> yeah. Well, however you're listening to us. Um, all right. So the fact that yesterday was the start of the fair. And that this incident that happened to me mm-hmm. happened the night before the fair, the eve of the fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally have a theory about all of this. This is so, interesting. Yeah. So did I. Did you? <laughs> you? My theory, though, I think it might be bordering a little on the woo-woo. Well, you are woo-woo. Uh, so I we know. can We can accept that from you. Okay, so I'll just start off with saying that anyone who's a moon child, your cancer... Oh, for okay, I, my moon is in Cancer, Lori. Okay, Here we so go. that is the ultimate Cancer. Yeah, okay. And, and Cancer people are affected with the stomach. The stomach is their area of um, delicacy and <laughs> problems and <laughs> situations <laughs> and everything else. No, it really is. Ask anybody who has a Cancer birthday. Eighty percent of them will say. Their stomach is a weak spot. It's a weak spot. Okay. It just is. That's where we carry our stress. So on Wednesday night, you know, I felt good that I had a You're friend. happy hour. Last we talked, you were going to happy hour I was hour going somewhere. to happy hour. And I was so happy. And it was like this beautiful hot night. And it was really kind of just taking my mind off the fact that day camp, the happiest time uh-huh. of the year for us going to the, the state fair, fair wasn't I, happening. Th- yeah, the the reason I keep working at this radio job is for those twelve. You know, those days. <laughs> that's how much I love it. You right. know, and so I was like, I was feeling pretty, you know, good about about how I was containing everything. How you were know? dealing with how it. I was dealing you with had, it. Oh yeah, again, you have to process processing yeah. yes. it, but. But what happened is, so I had 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 uh, had some chardonnay, had some shrimp, had some nice kind of oily butter, all that delicious, really good. Get home, and I have a brownie at nine o'clock. Sugar on top of all of that stuff. Now, Julia, you know that I have a little bit of a sugar issue. Lori's with- got a delicate. I've got diverticulitis, the beginnings of it. So people out there who have diverticulitis, if you're fellow diverticuli people. Anyway, I had no idea, but I'm just thinking, yes, this random brownie set me off the edge of the uh, diverticulitis Mm -hmm. attack, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's Mm. such a devastating physical reaction (laughs) to it. And I'll stop at sweat. Porcelain. I'll stop at sweat. And yes, and then yes, orifices and porcelain and baskets. Yes. Okay, and when you're all done, seven or eight hours after your body is clenching, then it feels like you've swallowed razor blades in your stomach. It hurts so much. Oh, my god! You just have to be laying down. But here's what my theory is, my woo-woo theory is. Okay. It's been six months. Yep. And the... The pandemic. Yeah, the six months of just, yeah, everything. And I feel, I just really feel like the... The, 
you know, the the worry, the disappointment, the anger, you know, the sadness, the disappointments, the personal stuff, the professional stuff, losing Donnie um, and missing him every damn day and and, you know, having to just. I just think that, and I am a very, I'm an oldest child. I'm always like super optimistic and the glass half full. And I just think my body crashed. Yeah. And it was like, it just crashed on me in a spectacularly horrible fashion. And of course you got to lose weight. Well, Joya, I fasted and it was very easy. I don't know what all this fuss is about. You can't fast. But I mean, I just think all the emotions of being broken and angry and tired and worried. And then... Just to, I'll just add this on a completely personal and completely self-centered way. It was the two most painful things for me on a disappointing level were missing the fair mm-hmm. and then missing my romantic, you know, trip to Italy to the Amalfi Coast with right. Casey, which, you know, right. we were going to go on and kind of a yearly tradition and i always kind of feel like it's one of the reasons i work yeah you know is to treat you know that was just like that is like a really special trip special you guys were gonna go on go and, on and yeah. so those two and then i even feel like a a-hole for even you know saying that out loud because right. there are far greater worries and more terrible right. things but all that all that emotion everything's relative laurie yep. yeah but all that emotion yep. my body reacted well, because you don't you don't express emotion either. You just well, I mean, not, you know what I mean. I do, but I hold it in you my stomach. In. And if I'm upset, right? I mean, Holly, do you hold your? Do you have a stomach? Any stomach things? Mm. Am I the only one? I I do a good cry in the corner. Okay, <laughs> I will I, let it out. See, that way. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should. Maybe my body's sweating like that. Maybe. Was it the, the and tears I need. To you start need shedding. to start crying. Mm-hmm. Well, a cry, I get. My tummy gets upset, but not like yours. I mean, you have oh. a, you have something. I, I mean, I had to but take you, a You got mad at me in February when I came home from Hawaii, and I did a and you were col- sick. A col- no, I had to do a colonoscopy. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were mad because oh, no, no, no. I came home from vacation and then had to take the day off like four days after I got home. You were no, you booked it at twelve thirty. Yeah, yes, <laughs> at twelve thirty. And I couldn't come to work no matter what. You couldn't come. I was just no. mad about that. And I was supposed to have it the day before I left for Hawaii, and I couldn't risk being on a plane. And I had and you had the suburb concert. I had the suburb tickets concert. at First Avenue. Oh, Let's yeah. be honest. I was so mad at you because I'm like, come on! But I had had an incident. Yeah. in December, I know. involving sugar. And not six months of stress. Well, I remember when you OD'd on my crack cookies. Oh, my God. Remember what that did to you. So sugar is your enemy, really, at late night. And and I just think for this particular one. It was just everything. It was just everything. And it's a mourning. I think a lot of people are mourning the loss. And yesterday, you know, it's unfair that we aren't at the fair because this is such a tradition in everyone's life. It's kind of, we're all in that and one then, together. And it just feels like the country is just on the precipice, you yeah. know? Everything. I mean, that and is so the upsetting. hurricane yesterday yes. in Kenosha and Minneapolis the night before. It was a lot. A lot, a lot. So, so well, we know, missed you, and if it would have been the first day of the fair and you went to been there, that would have been interesting. Julia, Ooh. that would have been a scandal. It would have been, been a major scandal. scandal. But you couldn't have come because the bathroom is too far away. 
Julia, there was nothing to give anymore. Okay, it was me laying prostate under multiple fans. Okay, and just the biggest girl underwear I had. But actually, actually, with what everyone's doing with COVID, they could have come over and mic'd you up pretty quickly. It seems to be the way. Oh, all right. right, Listen, well, we're glad you're back, and and thanks for sharing. And I think everybody Mm -hmm. can relate to that. I think everybody is just kind of exhausted and at their wits' end and trying to stay up and upbeat. But it's reality. You got to feel it sometimes yeah. too. All right. Listen. Thanks for understanding. Well, of course. All right, so we'll we've be- got a fun new song to listen to. Oh, we have. It is new music Friday. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Friday. Thank goodness. <laughs> Couldn't have come a moment too soon for all of us. Holly's clapping. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some of the weeks just feel long. Julia, they all feel long yeah, and fast at the same time. So it's really yep. that's why time soup. <laughs> totally yeah. time soon. I thought this morning, I'm like, I don't remember what I did in July. Yeah. I don't. Because there's oh. nothing really that memorable <laughs> that happened, probably, unless you did like a little, uh, you had a thing. Like my friend sent me a text yesterday and she said, My husband and I are out to dinner for the first time and it just feels so good. And oh, they, yeah. You know, it feels normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like wonderful. Yeah. July, what I'm, I'm like you, why'd you wait so long? Because well, patio season, patios are, you know, they're happening. They've been happening. They've been happening. Um, we want to remind people later on in our show today, maybe next hour we'll give away. We've got dinner for two at the Forest and Fork at the Keg and Case in St. Paul. Oh, no, we're, we'll be doing that at 430 at when 430? I'm trying to undo a tweet um, misdeed that I did the other day. Well, we might need our phones open. Yeah, at 430, we are going to need them open. Yes. I'm one of those lucky people that are going to be calling because I apparently invited the world to chat with us at 3.30 Okay, tell today. me what happened. I thought I was direct <laughs> messaging Chris Hewitt. From the Star Tribune. Yes. And okay. you know, you're used to my monosyllabic um, oh. uh, little notes and stuff. And so and I just... And they're very, very... And I never spell anything out. I'm like, ever. Prince, why use you why know use three the- letters when you can just use one? <laughs> Or why oh, no. write out two if, and three letters when you can use the letter two? Lori, look at our our grid today that we can read it for the first time. I said, Lori, you you wrote nice today, and she said, Well, I'm slow. I'm a little slower today. I'm moving slow. Oh. Everything is slow. I'm walking but I mean, slow. We can read this. I'm writing slow. <laughs> but Lori, I, you have a shorthand. I do when you're typing. And she's like, it says it right there. I'm like, it says nothing. Yeah. But... So I send Chris Hewitt. A text? A, okay. A, a direct message. Text, okay. I think. I'm just telling this in case the people who are going to try and call 330 when he's calling. So I just send him a little cryptic little text, but he's used to my Every, uh, things. Okay. I think he is now. Okay. And I just said, uh, could you be on, I guess I could look it up. Could you be on show uh, Friday Friday at 3.30, but I didn't even use all the, you know, I Numbers. used to know instead of zeros and, you know. Just, it doesn't matter. Because it, it, it doesn't matter because we know Chris. So, right. I think no, no big deal. Well, my gosh, people are like, uh, you know, I think I'll be driving in out of cell phone reception. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. What should we talk about? Dad <laughs> jokes and recipes. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm kind of nervous. Um, you be on our show today. I mean, just... And that went to everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cutting it close. Let me move things around. Oh, I worked till six. I'm so bummed. Oh, you're inviting us again? Because then I tweeted today, don't call it 3.30, call it 4.30 because we have... Oh, I realized all oh, this. This oh. is when I... Okay, I'm going to keep you waiting. Um, just funny. People were very, very funny. 
That's fine that you tweeted that out. Oh, chef's kiss. I saw that happen in real time, and I knew exactly what was happening. You did? Oh, yeah. I'm like, that was a direct message for somebody, and we don't know who that who was. That is, and I was, tight. I was over there in the double wide, you know, because Julie and I are Donnie now. Yes. Okay? We are, we've, uh, we haven't, we've both, like... Like osmosis, up. we've inhaled half of them. Mm-hmm. You're doing the books, <laughs> so I'm always moody, moving at the speed of sound when we're here. When we're here, mm-hmm. I, beyond. I used to wonder why he came in at eight a.m. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's why I did that, and I didn't realize it until hours later. Hours? That's, that's funny. At hours. least three or four hours. Well, because we don't, you, your phone, you keep in your purse. Yeah, while I'm we're not in the really, air. anyway. All right, let's oh. listen to new music. All right, let's do it. Okay, so this was, uh, we knew this, this was going to happen in June, and that was uh, Selena Gomez was doing a song with Blackpink, the K-pop uh, girl group. And the they're song, like BTS, but girls. Yeah, they're girls. They're yeah, K-pop. They're, yeah. You just call it K-pop. Okay. They're Korean. Yeah, you just call it K-pop. K-pop. And it was super cute. The fashion is really fun. The video is really fun. It's kind of... It's so cute. The song is called Ice Cream. And it's very pink and it's 50s pastels. And there's designer clothes mixed with other stuff. And there's an ice cream truck. And Selena's making, you know, actual ice cream. And it's very... It almost reminds me of a Katy Perry video. It's so... A very poppy. Very yeah, poppy. It it's just got the... the it's fun. It's, I, I, they played it on the Today Show, I think, this morning, and I just watched it forever. It's a good jam. It, yeah. It's really good. I like and, the video. And when they're playing, they're on a tennis court, Joy. I thought of you when you get into the video, and they're wearing <laughs> Chanel and Dior. Oh, that's oh, always, yes. every okay. day. And they're also um, wearing some vintage Christian Dior. There's some eye-popping crochet looks. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. End of the video. Uh-huh. Do we think Dorinda was ahead of her time with her Maybe. crochet pants? There's, that... a, there's a Moschino ga- gown in there. Okay. I mean, it's just really fun fashion. It is. Totally. So, Love it. I don't know if we posted this or somebody else did, but it's, it's good it's, fashion. It really is. The and name I like of the, the song, song is called Ice Cream. Ice Cream. I just love it. I open the refrigerator and there yeah. you are. Okay, now our next song, this song 
I think is a surprise because his new single with The Weeknd isn't the club banger that we usually get from Calvin Harris. I'd say it's a soulful disco making out jam. Here's the song. It's called Over Now. Um, There was something around today that he was filming for the um, VMAs for Sunday Night Today. Yeah. So I like that song. If you listen to the whole, the thing, whole it's thing, it's great. It's really jam. good. He has such a beautiful falsetto. I mean, he is really. I remember when I did my deep dive on the weekend the other day because yeah. they were playing him nonstop on one of the three channels. I get now the VH1 channel, uh-huh. and he really his voice is just cool. Yeah, I really like it. And they, you know, showed the words to the song, so I knew what it was saying. It was kind of fun. Well, here's one more. This is okay. a single from an album that's not dropping until November, and this is Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm. With his beautiful voice. I love him. Voice. I love oh, him. We are not going to have time. Oh, we're not? Okay. No. Well, we'll play it when we come back. Yeah, when we come After... back, maybe we can play. It's it's called Starting Over. And okay. The album doesn't drop until November, but the single dropped today. We'll play it when we come back from the break. Okay, perfect. sounds perfect. Thank Thanks, Holly. When we come back, don't call us yet. That little call-in thing is happening at 4.30, but we, we are going to talk with Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. That's Chris Stapleton singing Starting Over, and that's from his forthcoming fourth studio album, which he uh, finished that album, recording it in late February before all of this started. Right. But it's very much, you know, about the simple pleasures while digging deeper into its gravest problems. And there's three covers on the album. He's doing a Fogarty song and two Guy Clark, Gary Clark songs. So. So anyway. we have, that was Chris Stapleton. Now we're going to switch to Chris Hewitt. That's right. Now we're going to switch <laughs> from country music. Hollywood. Yeah, hooray for Hollywood. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. Hello. How are you? Well, Chris, a lot of people are disappointed that I uh, tweet messaged you because they thought that they were calling in today at 3.30. <laughs> yeah. And then I got confused because I saw another... <laughs> tweet that seemed to be supposed to be a message about switching to 430 but i figured that must not be me no so. it wasn't for you i'm just trying to keep everybody on their toes <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable all right so chris um we follow you on twitter and it looks like you were at the movie theater yes for the first time in more than five months okay, okay tell, tell us. us jinx uh, it was for a screening of Tenet, and it was Wednesday. And I i mean, I feel privileged because I was able to go to a screening where there were only four people in a theater that probably seats 500 people. So wow. it felt quite safe. Right. Um, I don't think otherwise I necessarily feel ready to go back to the movies. Um, but Tenet is a huge title, so I'm sure it is going to drive a lot of people to go back into theaters. Well, and aren't they, aren't they only letting like 25% capacity or something? Yep, that's the state law. But my assumption is that uh, what's going to happen is that some multiplexes will have it on pretty much every screen. Your screen, got it. So, so you know, well, that makes sense. That makes sense totally. One quarter full theaters will equal one mm-hmm. full theater, basically. All right, so um, tenant, can you? Are you on a boycott or whatever? Or can you tell uh, embargo? us? Uh, embargo. No, I can actually talk about it because it's already opened in Europe. Okay. Um, it and weirdly, uh, people. I don't know if people know this, but it, it technically it opens uh, next Thursday, but really it opens on Monday. There are screenings, two screenings a night at a bunch of theaters starting on Monday night. Oh, okay. And. 
yeah, they're calling them preview screenings, but they're the whole movie, and it's it's not really a preview. It's just I think they're hoping to get word a mouth. bigger box office take for the week and probably word of mouth, too, yeah. Yeah. Although it's had a lot of word of mouth since people have been waiting for the movie to open since July. It's had so much. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not great. Oh, it's shit. not horrible, <laughs> but... It's kind of incoherent. Like, the story is really complicated. There's, it isn't exactly time travel, but there's some physics phenomena where people can turn time backward, and that keeps happening. And then people encounter themselves in this new time frame. And uh, the lead, who's played by Denzel Washington's son, John David, oh, I, love who I think him. he's very good in the movie. Yeah, I think he's terrific. Uh, doesn't even have a name. We don't know a thing about him. We sometimes are kind of confused about what exactly it is that he's trying to get his hands on, although he goes all over Europe trying to get his hands on whatever it is he's trying to get his hands on. Basically, a maniac wants to destroy the world. He's played by Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Oh, my God. Aren't we already real... living that life? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I know, yeah. but it sounds so confusing, Chris. It is somewhat confusing, and I think the thing, I will say this, Christopher Nolan movies, and, you know, he made Interstellar, he made The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Mm -hmm. his most recent movie was Dunkirk. I think most of his movies work better the second time around because you aren't so, they tend to be fairly complicated and they tend to be fairly densely packed, and at least for me, the second time I've gone, I've been less worried about keeping track of every little detail of the plot and was able to kind of lose myself more in the movie. So I would not be surprised if the second time I see this movie, I like it more than I did. And I did like it. It's fantastic looking. Uh, Like I said, uh, John David Washington, I think is very good in it. It was really nice to see Michael Caine looking kind of fantastic, by the way, although he doesn't have a huge part. Okay. Um, So there are plenty of good things in it. It's just, Mm -hmm. I think if people think, oh, my gosh, it's the first blockbuster since the pandemic. It's going to be fantastic. I think they're going to be a little disappointed. Okay. So you're giving it a two and a half. <laughs> you are exactly right. I know. You I, I know a, you. <laughs> a star sage for me. <laughs> I, I feel like a connection with you. But I think that <laughs> I think that will be. Um, but does I it think need people to, just want to go. Does it need it? to be seen on the big screen, would you say? I think it does look really good on the big mm-hmm. screen. It's beautifully shot. You know, he's a director who is very uh, adept at pacing and visuals and stuff. So, yeah, I think I think it looks good on a big screen. But then you've got to also think about how safe do you feel. And it's also long, so you're going to be in that theater for a while. It's uh, more a little bit more than two and a half hours. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, two? And, so, yeah, and, oh, forget it. Call. I'm out. Yeah, I know. It's... Oh, my word. Two, you said two and a half hours? Yes. Oh, please. That's just ridiculous. Switching gears, the movie that is getting like rave reviews, at least from the national press that I've read, Third Time's the Charm, blah, 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 Bill and Ted. Most magical, whatever, I don't know the full exact title, but people, did you see that? No, and I'm feeling terrible about it. I, I tried to see it. I was... They sent uh, screener links, and they were very hush-hush about them. 
and they sent it and you could only watch it within a certain time frame. And I got mine on Wednesday and was meaning to watch it. And there was some password protection thing and a two-factor authentication thing I had to download. And oh, wow. I just couldn't do it in the limited amount of time they gave me. So I ended up bailing on it. And I was planning to review that this week, but I ended up reviewing the personal history of David Copperfield instead. <gasps> oh, tell, tell us, us about, about that. Because I've seen the trailers. And is this the one with the, uh, uh, what's his name, Dev Patel? It is. <sighs> and it's uh, co-written and directed by Armando Iannucci, who's the creator of Veep. Uh, so it's really funny. And in a it is still set in Dickens era in the Victorian era, but it has a very contemporary sense of humor. And uh, I, I think it's just delightful. It It is recognizable to people who love the, the Charles Dickens book, uh, David Copperfield, but it also has just a little edge of a contemporary spin. And partly because it's, you know, color conscious casting with Dev Patel playing a character who's usually been considered to be white, mm-hmm. uh, and that adds really interesting elements about, like, what would it have been like to have been an immigrant in England in 1860 or whatever the actual year is? And it has an amazing cast. Hugh Laurie's in it. Tilda Swinton is in it. Um, Peter Capaldi is in it. All these great character actors. And Tilda Swinton, of course, is hilarious as usual. Oh, how fun. This sounds fun. It and this does. is something to go to a movie theater for. Yep. And it is another one that's only in theaters for now. I think. I think it might end up on streaming services sooner than Tenet is likely to. But for now, it's also just theaters. Oh, I love it. That sounds fun. Yeah, you guys, Bill and Ted Face the Music is at 82% critics review on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, everything I've read has said it was great, which feels like it's stabbing a knife in my heart because I had a chance and I missed it. I know. I know Lori's like going back to that. I'm still on. I'm still on the personal um, history of David Copperfield. Yeah, it looks so. It good. just looks so good. Chris, have we been seeing? Have they been it's advertising that on television? Is that where we've seen the trailers or for David Copperfield? Yeah, yeah that's where I've seen it. Okay, I've seen it a bunch on. Um, gosh, what have I been watching lately? Where I saw Bravo? It? Maybe I feel like I've been seeing it. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe HGTV, because I think I've been oh, uh, injecting oh. House Hunters International into yeah, my Yeah, there's no the chance week, so. that I've Is been that injecting. Is that you're traveling? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's how you're traveling now. <laughs> I mean, House Hunters International goes, takes us to great places. That's true. It's a great right? way to see different parts of the world. Uh-huh. Right? I'll I went to it. Latvia this week and <laughs> all sorts of places. Chris, really? did you see the one and only Ivan? Did you get a chance to see that, the one on Disney Plus? No, I did no. not see that. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't catch up with that. I am lucky because I just got a link to Mulan today. So mm-hmm. I'm going to catch up with that, but I haven't yet. You haven't. Okay. And then was, I mean, I have to say, I absolutely loved Russell Crowe's three-week um, binge of the talk circuit to promote Unhinged. He was like really... You know, in good spirits and 20th anniversary of Gladiator. But that movie, even just looking at the trailer, gave me hives. It made me so anxious. Yeah, it's a very anxious-making movie, partly because, and I mean, I guess this is what makes it tense or potentially entertaining for people, is that 
it isn't that far off the mark. Like who hasn't been in a situation where they, you know, maybe flipped somebody off and the person seemed to go a little bit nuts in their car while you're driving next to them. Well, that's why my mom always says you can't do that. To okay. Anybody I just have car. to tell you, you guys, yeah. I just passed my seniors driving class. Oh, you did. It's an online class, class to get a discount. To get a for discount and my insurance, Chris. And, oh, um, the, that's they, a thing? Yeah, this is for real. Mm-hmm. Once you hit a certain double-digit number, yeah. you can you can take it if you want to save money. And it's kind of a substantial saving, so I did it. But the road rage and everything, it made how you, you handle it. It's how you handle yourself on the road. You can, because you know. it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the questions um, on the test. <laughs> double-digit? Are you saying you're 11, Julia? I am. I'm going to call BS on that. I'm, I'm 22. <laughs> I'm yeah, once uh, you okay. get past 5-5. Five, five, <laughs> Chris, you can, you, can, can you stay yeah, with us? 5-5. Five, five. We, we want to keep uh, chatting with you, and um, but can you just hang on the line? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, great. We're talking with Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Hi. Friday. We're all here. The band's all here. We got Chris Hewitt joining us from the Star Tribune. He's in his lovely living room or his basement, depending on the humidity today. Right? <laughs> Basement. Basement. There you go. All right. So, Chris, we know that um, besides reviewing movies, and also I have to say, I've really have loved your stories in the Star Tribune where you take a deep dive into a director, and you've got a great Greta Gerwig story the other day. And I kind of have enjoyed that. All your Thank deep, you. deep dives yes. into different movies and directors mm-hmm. and stuff. It's been a fun way of. You know, like thinking about some stuff that I don't think we would have even uh, paid any attention to. But we know you're a big reader. Mm. So, so tell, tell us, us what, yeah. what's what's been on your bookshelf lately. Well, one book that I just finished reading and like people will I'll read a review and somebody will say, oh, I laughed out loud when I read blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, yeah, whatever. Nobody laughs out loud <laughs> when they're reading a book. But I laughed out loud at least three times. When I was reading True Grit. Oh. Have you guys read that? No. I am sure I have not read that I book. have not read that. Mm-mm. Ever. I have seen both movies, of course. Of course. But I kept reading uh, Donna Tartt, who, you know, wrote Goldfinch, mm-hmm. uh, had an essay in the New York Times a couple weeks ago about, I think he had died, actually. And it was about their friendship and about that book. And she said, I've given it to hundreds of people, and every one of them has been enchanted by it. And I thought, oh, sure, that's not possible. But then I read the book, and it is so enchanting. It's it's a lot more like the Coen Brothers version than the John Wayne version, because the language is really specific and stylized and funny. And that main character, the the teenage girl who's avenging her father's death, is so specific and funny. And it's a great book. Because oh, so it's, it's told, not new, but I loved it. All right. Maddie Ross is the, was the girl's name, and it's told from her perspective. I guess that would be kind of fun to read. I think a lot of the language from the Cohen version is straight out of the book, because uh, her character in particular sounds exactly the same. Is that Haley Steinfeld? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the first time I'd seen her anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she got an Oscar nomination for it. Yes, she did. Um, But it's a really breezy book. It's like maybe 200 pages. And it's funny and smart and sweet. Did you have trouble finding it? Because didn't that come out in the 60s? 68. It did, but it's been reissued a bunch of times, especially because of the movie. Mm. So, uh, no, I didn't have any trouble finding it at all. 
I, in fact, did I get mine? I got mine in a um, touchless pickup at the library. All right. Very nice. Okay, give us another one. Well, I did you guys read H's for Hawk? No. no. It was a nonfiction book about this woman whose father died and grieving. She took on the care of a, a hawk. She's British. Her name is Helen McDonald. It was a big bestseller probably three years ago. She is a new book. She's part of the Star Tribune's Talking Volumes virtual series. Um, she has a new book called Vesper Flights about birds and other creatures, and it's really, really good. I got to interview her this morning from England. Oh, fun. Another way I've been traveling lately. Yes. Ooh. Okay. And I bet you did read this. Did you guys read Sea Wife? Yes. yes. We just had her on. Yeah. Did you? Was she? What did you think? We really we liked, liked her. her. She had, um, she was interesting Amity to talk Gage. to. Yeah. She was interesting to talk to the story. I really, I liked the book more than Julia she did. did. Um, mm. But uh, I think Julia had a bad you know, lady I, I had a bad reader. <laughs> Sometimes, because oh. I do Audible a lot, which I think... If you don't I, like I don't the know. person's voice, it doesn't... Yeah, it can I make try to the do book. a mix of the two, because you can read so much faster, but sometimes just out of yeah. necessity, I do that. Did you like Sea Wife? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I did, too. Um, I thought the whole flipping back and... Almost kind of like in a Gone Girlish way, flipping back and forth between the husband and wife on this adventure I thought was really really interesting yeah I did oh, too and I just thought of another really good book I just read okay it it might technically be YA but, that's okay uh, it, okay it's called the list of things that will not change and the it's uh, again actually narrated by a, an adolescent girl and her list that she's keeping, she has, it seems like some form of autism, although we don't know exactly what it is. Okay. But her parents are splitting up, and she's keeping a list of things that will not change as a result of her now splitting her time between her mom's house and her dad's house. Oh, my god! And her dad is falling in love, and she's maybe falling in love and making a new friend. And it's just really tender and makes you feel good. And everybody in the book is kind and trying to make the best of a bad situation. And it's a, it's. I thought it was a lovely book. Oh, that sounds oh, that good. That sounds like a good and book. And you know what? And parents do love to say that to their kids when they're breaking up. Oh, things aren't going to change. Or they're, not, they're really not going to change. And you're just like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm living in two houses. It right. seems like things are changing. <laughs> right. But we, li I, we like that book. And I know it was classified as young adult. Um, they Hate You Give by uh, Angie Thomas. That was such an amazing book. Yeah, I'm trying to be a little bit more open to that, too, because I, I have discovered some really good ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something, there's a, a sweetness sometimes to the story that you forget about when a younger person's yeah. writing. Well, and also those sort of designations, like when we were growing up, like now, I, and I've heard people say this before, so it's not an original thought, but if To Kill a Mockingbird came out, it might be classified as young, young adult now, even right. though we don't think of it as, yeah. Yeah, that's true. How about, um, uh, Chris, do you watch The Real Housewives anything? None of them. All Sorry. Right. All right. So you just, your HGTV, and then what else is your delicious um, TV secret? Well, I recently finished binging I May Not Destroy You. Did you guys watch that? Oh, I haven't or finished I May it. Destroy You. I May Destroy You. Yeah. All three of us are watching it, but yeah. I haven't watched the last two. I haven't two. watched the last two either, but that's pretty powerful, wasn't it? She is 
so brilliant and it's it made fierce. me think about consent and trauma in so many different ways yeah i think it's amazing has that show ended was the finale the other night chris yes monday kinda... night okay. i think was the was the last one but she is an earlier show that i gotta try to find i it, it used to be on netflix and i've heard it's not anymore called chewing gum did you watch that no no Mm-mm. i've heard it's really good too but i i'm not sure how to get my hands on it yet all right, so we have to finish I May Destroy You so we can see what, what that how that story's going to end because, my gosh, it's She's a wild brilliant. story. Yeah, she is the gal who yeah. plays the lead. She is really good. Yeah, and she created the show, too. And, yeah, it ends in a really interesting place. Oh, I didn't know that she was the creator of that. Yes, she is. Well, it's her mm-hmm. story. It's semi-autobiographical. Autobiographical. <laughs> you like try to say that word. Chris Hewitt, we love talking to you. And follow Chris at Chris H. Strib. Uh, Hewitt Strib. Hewitt Strib. We're, we're always a letter off. That's right. <laughs> For an hour off. For an hour. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Okay. Bye bye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.